You're what? You're always ready? Okay, well, here we go with another Parent Pivot podcast. I'm sitting here at the kitchen table with my wife, Julia. Say hi. Hello. Uh, we always like turn the mic on and we go, okay, what are we going to talk about this time? And, and we have no script. We have no bullet points. We have no outline. But we have a heart that goes, hey, we've had some conversations this week or things have come up. And we start going down that road. And yeah. She'll start saying some things that will remind me of things and vice versa, and off we go. So what do you want to talk about on today's Parent Pivot Podcast, hon? So I really want to talk about grieving. You mean like crying? Grieving. Grieving. <laughs> men, men Not don't necessarily like... crying, but men, grieving. Grieving is, is one of those things I think um, it's a season. Could be a season, but go ahead. Yeah, so I've had a couple conversations last week with a couple of moms who are in a grieving process. Hmm. Their kids are um, actually just, sounds like they just went away to college and, um, or they're about to. And just that realization, and I kind of remember this of my kids being in high school, particularly the oldest, and starting to feel that, oh my gosh, in a couple years, like we only have a couple years left and everything's gonna change. And, and we I, don't like change. No. And I remember that feeling. And so I had, a, you know, like I said, a couple conversations with moms. And, you know, there's the issue with, gosh, how do I influence my child when they're away? And then there was the issue of just the grieving process of how do I, like, there's just like a hole in my heart and it hurts yeah. That my children are gone. They may not need you as much. They don't need me as much. And even if you're listening to this and you have a high schooler, you you know that feeling as well. The the battle of, gosh, they really don't need me as much. And I have to kind of let go a little and let the rope out a little. And so you're kind of learning to do that when they hit high school and, and figuring that out. And particularly when they get their license, you there's a lot of worrying that goes on when they get their license. Yeah. So, you know, and then when they go away to college, you might feel some concerns about, especially with things that have been in the news lately, um, concerns about them being away and are they safe? And then you think, okay, are they partying too much? Um, Are they, you know, there are all of these things that life can hurt. Right, because you're used to having them in your home and you're closer to when those things are happening. Um, and now they're out of sight, out of not out of mind. They're still on your heart. Yeah. And it's it's a different season. Yeah, it's a different season, and that season it takes adjustment, and you start questioning, who am I? And was I only a mom? Was I only a dad? Right. Um, is that my sole purpose? And what is my purpose next? Uh, so you're faced with all of these things. So. There is this grieving process, and I, I, I use that word with a heaviness because it truly, and maybe for moms more than dads, right. um, there just is a, a bit of a hole in your heart and missing them. And I can tell you this. So I've said before, my kids are 32, 31, 28, and 27. They are well into it. My kids a, are the same age. Yeah, funny It's thing. amazing. Anyway, sorry. Um, they're well into our, uh, their adulthood. They're all married. And the grief is very real and very deep on many days where I just miss them. 
And it's not even missing being mom to them. I just, like, I miss them. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They're fun people. They're people I like to be around. And I like to laugh with them. And um, In fact, we have a date this afternoon after this podcast with our daughter and her husband. Yeah, um, which is really nice because she's the only one that lives close by. Um, But there's... It, it can be truly difficult and you have to keep, you know, and as we sit here and jabber about it, I kind of go, okay, so Julia, you feel this depth of grieving. Right. How do you fix that? How do you, how do you make it better? Cause it's. And does it need to be fixed and made better? And that's really <laughs> where I end up falling. I don't like the answer to that. No. I don't like the answer to that because I do want it fixed. I do well, want it better. And that's why it, it, we're going to go through seasons. In fact, this week I was writing a blog uh, about seasons. And if you're interested in looking at that blog, you can go to bringingkingdom.org. Click on up, up the top where it says blogs. And it's simply called Bask. But Ecclesiastes three one says there's a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. And when you think about parenting, there are these seasons. You have an infant. You bring them home from the hospital. And there's no instructional manual with this. And we kind of... And you don't sleep for years. You don't sleep for a long time. You're without sleep for a long, long time. You're buying a lot of diapers, like I did for three presidential administrations. Um, then they get in adolescence. And they're going to school. So now you're in the school routine. And you've got after-school activities and things like that. And then you just hit those hard junior high years, which are middle school. Those are just hard they're just going to be hard because kids are trying to be cool and fit in and whatever. They're hard. High school years, college years, um, young adult years. There's just all these seasons and we've gone through them ourselves. Right. Now we're on the other side of it being the parent. And so they reach 18 and we're saying, hey, we want you to pivot from being the parent to being a partner. And with that goes a lot. It feels like it's a loss of identity. Yeah. You know? Identity definitely has a lot to do with it. And I think what I'm what I'm hearing is we've talked about this is there's the surrender of the kids to the Lord. They belong to Him. I have to I daily surrender my kids and my family every day. And they're married. We've been doing this for a long time. But you gotta surrender and surrender and grieving, they kinda go together. Because you're grieving the past of what you used to have, your heart's disappointed, and you don't have that anymore. If your identity is wrapped up in that, you're gonna have a harder time pivoting a partner right right and then there's two i i just think about some people i know that there's the grieving of and we've touched on this several times before um when your child isn't making the choices that you would have wanted for Mm -hmm, them mm -hmm. uh, there's some grieving in that like how do i not hurt uh watching their lifestyle and it hurts because uh, you think, I know the lifestyle they maybe should be living or would be better for them. You know maybe who I blame for that? Better. You know who I blame for that? I blame Disney. Because every <laughs> Disney thing always ended and they lived happily ever after. And, we, <laughs> and that's just not true. Yeah. Because I want my family to live happily ever after. And the fact is, um, there's pain and suffering in this world. And it's, it becomes another season. It can, it can swing and hit you. Death can happen immediately, all sorts of things, cancer, stuff like that. We've had it hit our family recently, yeah, our extended family. Yeah. So anyway, you know, not to be too heavy, but I just, I guess my thought is 
I just want other people to know that there are others like you, that you're not alone in that grief process. And, um, you know, I don't know much about grief groups, and I know oftentimes they're more related to death. Yes. But I'm wondering if there is one for parents who are grieving just saying goodbye to their kids as, you know, at that age or whatever age, because... It doesn't have to be at 18. It doesn't have to be at college. And No, and as I was thinking about it, when you're talking about that, sweetheart, um, I thought of the parents whose kids have already maybe grown up and got married, but maybe you're used to having them around for the last 10, 12, 15 Christmases, and one of them got a new job on the other side of the country. Yeah. And now things are going to look different. They're not around to babysit the kids or see the kids, and now you've got to fly to go see them, or it, it just becomes completely different. So um, there's all different times when grieving needs to step in and and grieving is actually a healthy thing if you ignore it and stuff it down it's going to create problems within yourself a lack of acceptance of the season that you're now in right always expecting that things have to be this way when really you know the lord giveth the lord taketh away and blessed be the name of the lord we know verses like that and you know you read ecclesiastes and just drives you nuts um (laughs) reading that but grieving is a healthy thing to do yeah and it's and it's actually necessary and i i fully agree with just the idea that yeah you need to face it head on you can't pretend it's not there whenever we pretend our emotions don't exist it never goes it never well. goes well never they're, goes they're always well. there we're just not aware of them so i guess my encouragement as i as we're sitting and talking about this as i said well how do you fix it and feel better um a couple things come to mind is number one uh, being in relationships with people who can relate, yes. I would say That's that that what I was thinking. is yes. probably really good. It can be your all, your almost your own grief group, and if you don't know of one out there, start one. Start calling your friends who are in the sta- same stage of life and say, "Hey, I'm struggling with this. Are you? Would you like to like get together and like let's have a little group? Let's you know, and that group can be, hey, we want to go out and have some fun together." which is great, but let's commiserate together as well. Let's, you know, talk about it and let's laugh about it. There are some laughable points. You can talk about stories that you loved in that season that you're grieving and you're celebrating with other people who understand it. Yeah. And it's like, you know what? And then it's kind of a long pause button if you think about it, because as your kids go find their mates, if they do find their mate, they get married, they got grandkids. Now you kind of get to repeat maybe some of those same memories. And we're watching our kids uh, who have our, have two grandchildren. Wes and Chelsea have our two. And they're carrying on some traditions that we started with our family. In mm-hmm. fact, you were blessed. Yesterday, was it yesterday? Oh, yeah. I'm not, I mean, I'm not sure I can even talk about it. Maybe I should have you talk about it because I'll start crying. <laughs> <laughs> you were blessed. I came home from running some errands and I look over on the couch and there's Julia with just, you know, these eyes welled up with tears. I'm going... Okay, but they did it. I could tell because I've I've been around her tears so much. They weren't tears of something that was deep and hurting. They were actually tears of joy that touched her deeply. Mm-hmm. And that was um, when our kids were little. We you would read them the book. What was it called? I love you forever. And if any of you, most of you parents out there probably know this book. Okay. I love you forever. I like you for always. As long as I'm living, your mother I'll be. Your mom, yeah, your mother I'll be, or yeah. whatever. So, so it's a tearjerker book. Tearjerker book, and you weren't expecting it, but out of the blue, uh, our oldest son has been reading that to, to Lila. Uh, and so she's three, 
Uh-huh. And um, he reads that to her and he gets choked up at the end because being a parent now, he's able to empathize and go, oh my goodness. And our little three-year-old Lila looked up and could totally tell what was going on. And, I, and she said... She looked at Wesley and just said, I love you, Daddy. Yeah, and you're like, oh my goodness. Well, And Wesley, the thing is why... Wesley was sharing this with me is because I used to always get choked up reading the book. I could barely get through it. And, right. So and he's the remembering kids that. Would, like giggle at mommy. Not look, but they yeah. love making her cry yeah. even to this day. Yeah, they still love making. But me anyway, cry. that touched Wes's heart. Touched the next generation, Lila. So that's that's something that you know you you grieve the fact that we don't have Wesley to hold in her arms and read that story. However, now we're another generation into it. Yeah. It has touched him so much that he recorded an audio file of him reading that for you. Yes. So that you could read that anytime you wanted. I could listen to it. You could listen. It. And yeah. that's actually, if you think about it, that is uh, an encouragement and a blessing from, from the Father to say, I know that you're grieving and you're hurting that season of life that you don't get to experience anymore. But out of the blue, motivated by him doing it for his daughter, you were blessed by it. Yeah. So all that to say is, hey, grieving isn't always going to be all tears it is it is disappointment but your heart needs to go through a grieving process with any loss Mm -hmm. i was i was traveling last week uh through tennessee it was in memphis and nashville and every single one of our visits somebody was grieving some type of loss Mm -hmm. which was amazing um whether it was you know death of a a spouse uh, a family person a, a plane crash that happened think you're just like going oh my gosh when did i get old enough that we started talking about these things but really, and, and, and we gave that person the space to talk for like the whole, the first hour, you know, because there was nothing more important than for him to grieve. And grieving can just be finding that safe person and verbalizing all these memories. And if tears come, let them come. Men, I'm telling you, yeah. let the tears come. It's okay. You're, don't, don't buy this um, lie that says, I got to be a man. I can't show emotion. Um, that's called stuffing it down and pulling yourself up by your bootstraps. That comes from the pit of hell. Let it go. A well, real man. I don't want to say it's from the pit of hell because sometimes it's necessary. To what? Stuff it down? Well, to lace up your bootstraps and just keep going. Okay. That's, yes. I mean, we learned that from the World War II uh, generation, our parents. Yes. Yes. Yes, yes. I'm sorry. I don't want to make it sound <laughs> like it's all this. But all I'm saying is men, um, it's okay to cry in front of another man. In fact, you show yourself to be... Uh, uh, you're getting into your heart and you're letting that out. Uh, It's kind of like letting the pressure out of an air tank. Um, It needs to come out. Yeah, I often tell people that, um, you know, because we all struggle with crying in front of people. We hate that. Yeah. (laughs) Nobody likes to do that. And especially if you're crying enough that's an ugly cry, that's the worst. Um, But part of what we're telling ourselves is that... We're weak right. if we're crying. Right. And I like to tell people all the time, no, you're stronger than most right. when you can cry right. in front of someone. When you can be honest about how you're feeling about something and say, you know what, I'm going to cry as I'm talking right now, but I know that this is a strength like right. that I'm expressing what I need to right I... now. It is a strength. Yep. It is empowering. Yep. Um, and it's okay. Yep. And I know, I would say, you know, I, I guess I can say more men do struggle with this, but I know plenty of women that struggle with it too. Right. I, I really do. That it's, 
you think that you need to be strong and I, you know, oh gosh, I well, could go other, into so many avenues right now just in on this one topic, but right. Well, and, and the thing is, I think like especially when you think of grieving and people passing away, someone's at a funeral for a, a father, a mother, a brother, sister, wife, husband, whatever, and they're not emotional. And for the next six months, year, two years, three years, four years, they're acting like life is fine, and maybe they've moved on, and they've really kind of passed over attending to their heart to grief and that's why we have grief I've not been in a grief share class I have a friend up in Oregon who has he lost his wife in fact he met his next wife and I think he's in his early 70s uh, and stuff because he was able to go in and and process and grieve um, that loss yeah and and grief grief doesn't always have to come with tears you know I think that I would say step one is find another person find your best friend that you can go if if you're a, a husband father grandfather go find another guy have a beer and just say hey i just need to i just need a dump yeah. and all i want you to do is sit there i'll buy the beer you sit and, and listen and um, i just want i want to dump out all these memories these things i'm hurting inside and i need to get it all out they don't have, i don't want you to fix anything i don't want you to say anything other than i get it especially yeah. if they've, they've and yeah. that's all you really need we talk about all the time on this podcast that we want to validate uh, each other and that's really all you want to do I think that's really step one and you're not going to do that just once you're probably going to do that quite a bit right and women are probably better at this we're more chatty and <laughs> um, so just going back to the idea of grieving the loss of our children to adulthood to adulthood <clears throat> this is not about grieving the loss of your child's no, no it's life. just it's a, new, it's a new season and you're it's grieving the past season, season. yes yeah, so um, going back to that, again, I just want to stress like having people that you can talk to about that is great. Um, I want to go back to the piece of laughter. Mm-hmm. Um, laughter is healing. Yes. It is necessary. Yes. You need to find things to laugh about. And honestly, one of the things that you can laugh about, about and I'm sorry if kids are listening to this, um, <laughs> but is how ridiculous sometimes the kids' decisions are to us. You know, you can laugh about that. Yes. Like, they have no idea right. what's coming. They have no idea whatever. And so, you know, I've been with parents where we can laugh about some of the choices in knowing in the future they're going to be like, yes. okay, yeah, I guess. Yeah, think I of those positive. quite get I mean, that right. Yeah, it's not all the negative things or the sad things or disappointing things, but celebrate that season yeah. and remember all the good stuff. Because that, I mean, look yeah. at photos, you know, remember things. And, and yeah. you can even have conversations, you know, not with your friends, but even with your adult kids. Right. And I would say celebrate the season to come. Yes. You no longer have to keep track of where they are anymore. You right. no longer have to, in many cases, financially support them. I realize in some cases that isn't true. Um, you no longer have to find a babysitter. You no longer have to think about... Taking them to practice. Where, yeah, you're toting them around everywhere all the time. Um, and I realize... I enjoyed some of that, yes. but it was also very taxing. Yes. So, I mean, there are all of these things. It's celebrate the next stage. Celebrate the fact that you can go and travel without having to think about it. And some, some parents are going, yes, amen. Stephen and Julia <laughs> preach at the kids are the house. We are going around the world and we're going on cruises and they get that. And yeah. so this podcast probably isn't for them. Yeah. <laughs> um, for you single parents out there, 
celebrate the fact that you can start dating again without having to think about them, that you can go have some fun. Um, There is a, to bring up, um, there's a Everybody Loves Raymond episode that I love that they're talking, and if any of you know the show, you'll laugh thinking about it, but Ray and Deborah are talking about how often they have sex. And they end up asking Ray's parents very uncomfortably yes how often they have sex separately the, separately the men act, yeah. ask ask um yeah it's all very funny but you know the older frank and marie they're talking about yeah we have it twice a week whatever yeah and and ray is saying aren't you tired like <laughs> you you're in your you know you're late in, 60s now or something 70s, like that yep. and um and then that what that one of the things that they point out is you got to remember that you kids held us back for a long time. <laughs> when the kids are around, you can't yeah. always enjoy that part of your yeah. life and your marriage and and things like that. So there are things to be celebrated. Yes, and that's totally unscripted. So those of you <laughs> like going, are we coming up with these stories? I mean, we watch Friends, we watch Everybody Loves Raymond, and things will remind us in the podcast. So yeah. totally unscripted, but yeah, yeah. I think. A lot of this has to do with change of seasons. We're talking about, you know, to balance the looking backward and the grieving that this is sad and disappointing because I'm no longer in that season. What I hear you saying, sweetheart, is but look and embrace this next season. What's the good that's coming from it? And help balance out those emotions. So you got you got yeah. to be maybe attuning to both of them in your heart and taking good care of your heart to be able to express that. Yeah, absolutely. And Uh, I just think in our own situation, and we've shared this before, you know, our three boys are on the other side of the country Mm -hmm. and our daughter is here. Um, It's tough. And our two grandchildren are on the other side of the country. It can be really tough being that far away from them. But like we get to go out there and spend days with them. Yeah. Doing nothing. Yeah. And so... As Which, much as I cannot stand it on a day-to-day basis, and I really wish that they were close. I really, really do. Um, but what I can say is I have kind of uninterrupted time with each of them if we go and visit. And not only that, um, we weren't able to see one of our sons and his wife around Christmas time because of weather and the Southwest Airlines fiasco. So <laughs> we used all those vouchers and stuff to schedule a another trip and we, and for, for a few months now we have something out in the future to look forward to yeah as we will go see them yeah uh, and things and they're excited about it as well so we get uninterrupted time and uh, and things so yeah yeah so that can, that can be fun we need to um, and the hard part of that is you know making sure that we can hit all those spots to actually spend that time with them and uh, we have one in Central California that we haven't gotten to together. Next, and they know it. And they're next. But um, I did get to go alone without you right. last summer and got to spend a whole week with them. And it was priceless. Right. And um, we probably most often, because Southern California was our home for so long, um, we most often have gone back there. And that's where the grandchildren are. So, um We've had a little more time there. Yeah. But anyway, all that to say, we have the freedom to go and travel to see them. Right. And then we have this kind of uninterrupted special time. With and them. I do want to make, the, make this clear to you all out there that are listening. Um, we are not without our moments of still grieving about what 
parenthood was like during those years because I know sometimes we still have that even though our kids have been married the youngest ones got married the last three youngest ones got married two and a half three years ago so even though that's still we're still kind of embarking in that season where we're empty nesters it's still relatively new to us mm-hmm. um but occasionally I think something will spark it like oh, I miss the kids and you know we'll have a moment like that but then God turns around and says hey Wesley send your mom an audio file <laughs> of you reading that book so um, that's always good. But if you have a, a story to tell or a question that you want to get our uh, input on, we have a, about two or three different ways you can get a hold of us. The easiest and simplest way is to go to your email on your phone and go to parentpivotpodcast at gmail.com and say, Hey, Steve and Julia, I heard your podcast on grieving. Uh, what, 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 what would you say about, say, this situation? Or I love this or, or something like that. But parentpivotpodcast at gmail.com is probably the quickest way to get a hold of us. And then you can also go on the web. Uh, if you want to talk to us, we would be happy to schedule a FaceTime call or, or something like that. Um, Julia has her own practice. It's called Meadowbrook Counseling. GA.com. That's the website it is. Yes, MeadowbrookCounselingGA.com. <laughs> Nicely done, sweetheart. She's got it down. And for me, you can go to BringingKingdom.org. There are some blogs there. Uh, if you want to read those, there's a lot of stuff that uh, can can enter into the heart and things like that. Maybe not necessarily about um, parenting adult children, but uh, good content. Well, stuff. and what I to plug the Bringing Kingdom thing is for men out there. Yes. You are in a new stage of life, and I think a really important stage of life where you can start paying more attention to yourself and your heart. That's what and we do. And that is yep. what you're all about, and yep. that kind of growth. And this is a good time of life to do that. Yeah. So, because um, you're not bogged down by your kids and things no. like that. And I also wanted to say about our email please go to the email tell us your stories yeah. i would really love to hear yeah. people's own stories yep. um, or on the facebook page i think you can go to there's a, oh, you yeah. go to, if you search the facebook for parent pivot podcast you'll find us there we check that uh, multiple times a day so if you've got a story uh, or like it if you can like it and share it that's great we would love to minister to more parents of adult children uh, and and share this with your friends but that's another place to get a hold of us yeah but I would love to hear people's stories. I, I would I, too. I would, just based on what we're talking about, if you have your own story that um, just about grieving the last you know, season of life and celebrating the next one or yep. whatever, yep. that's great. Yep. Sorry for the prancing you're hearing right now. You're hearing our dog. <laughs> I may not hear those little those nails. <laughs> His little nails on the hardwood floor. He gets very prancy. He does. So. Anything else to add? Uh, no, I don't think so. I, I mean, like I said, I could have talked forever about right. some of these different things that we've hit on. And we may eventually come back to it based on whatever comments we get from y'all or something else will strike us because we literally, like we said, we turn the mic on and go, what are we talking about? And here we go. Um, but thank you for being with us on the Parent Pivot Podcast. We enjoy coming to you all the time. Every Tuesday is a new podcast. So if you haven't been listening or you've only listened to this one, um, there's 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 the one coming every Tuesday. So uh, be looking for that. And uh, a, a teaser to take away, uh, we are on the calendar to interview Jim Burns um, because part of uh, the motivation for us to do this podcast is his book, called Doing Life with Your Adult Children, and the subtitle is Keep Your Mouth Shut and the Welcome Mat Out. 
We're going to be interviewing Jim in a couple of weeks, and so look forward to you seeing him in that podcast and hearing from him. But for today and the end of this episode of Parent Pivot Podcast, the the a lot of peas there. <laughs> we want to thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time on the Parent Pivot Podcast. See you later. Thank you.